devil in the deep sense. Hello and welcome to Pop Podcast from The Devil in Detail. I'm Rob Paxson and I'm here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Salford Devils earlier in the season announced that they had a link up Red Star Belgrade Rugby League. I spoke to the Vice President and a Red Star Belgrade player, Ned Adzic, about Red Star Belgrade Rugby League and Serbian Rugby League. And this is what I had to say. Oh, well, uh, thank you for having me. Uh, hello uh, to you and your fans. Yeah, I think we'll have a nice chat today. So, tell us all about your club. Well, we are Red Star Belgrade Rugby League Club. Uh, we are active and uh, defending and active champions of Serbia and the Balkans. Um, we uh, club was uh, formed way back in the 1955. It competed for a couple of seasons and then uh, stopped competing. And it was reactivated in 2006. And since then, it was competing in Serbian uh, Serbian Cup, Serbian uh, Championship. Uh, we started winning uh, in around 2015, 14, and uh, we made a streak uh, of uh, six uh, national trophies, national national championship uh, titles. Let's say it like that. Since 2018, 2019, 2020, 21, 22, and uh, we hope we we will continue winning. But let's say that actually we cl- climbed to the top around 2017 and we stayed there. We have a, a women's team, we have junior academy selections, and uh, that's pretty much it. Our season starts, it's a bit different than uh, in the UK. Our season starts in uh, January, end of January, beginning of February, and it ends in October. What's it like being the most successful club in in Serbia with all them trophies. Well, uh, it's it's a nice it's a nice feeling to be honest. Nice bit of information is that before Red Star became championship, uh, became champions, the uh, Dorchel Spiders were the uh, club who holds the world record for the uh, most uh, success success of uh, uh, consecutive titles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's around uh, fifteen or sixteen years in a row they were undefeated. And while we were uh, playing against them, I remember when I came to Red Star, uh, they were winning uh, every finals, but then we, we climbed up on the top. It's, uh, it's good. Uh, it gives us an opportunity to lead by example and uh, to, uh, you know, to, to, to be at uh, the axis of developing rugby league in the Balkans, because we, really, we strongly believe that w- without strong competition here in Balkans, those trophies uh, wouldn't mean, uh, mean a lot. What's the rugby like in Serbia? Is it is obviously how many teams are in your division and and how's the format work? So I'll I'll start actually as a player. Okay. Uh, as a player, I can say that rugby in Serbia is a bit tougher than what I had experienced playing abroad, but slower. So uh, usually when we play against English or French sides, uh, we we can. Um, hold them physically, but uh, their faster uh, pace of play uh, uh, create problems for us. Uh, regarding the competition here in Serbia, we have a competition of six clubs. It's uh, Dorchal Tigers, Partizan Belgrade, Radnički Belgrade, uh, Radnički Niš. Uh, actually, it's more, it's eight clubs, I think. In the first division, uh, um, Gepardi Leskovac, uh, Zemun uh, and uh, Harry Pollitt, and I think I missed one club. I will remember during, during the uh, during the show. Uh, we have two tiers of that of that division. Okay. Uh, uh, the upper one is played by uh, Dorchol, Partizan, Red Star, and Radicki Niš, and uh, 
that's pretty much regarding uh, uh, rugby in Serbia. It's post-COVID, so we have far less clubs than we have before COVID. Some of the clubs were really hit strong by uh, by COVID, and uh, the highest number of clubs I think was in uh, 2016 when there was 18 clubs in three divisions. Right. So it's obviously the aim is to kind of grow the sp- the, the sport sort of back to that kind of uh, numbers hopefully now sort of COVID has, has subsided a little bit. Uh, actually yes th- yes that's that's an idea but the thing is that right now this is my personal opinion yep. uh, the rugby league in Serbia lacks human resources mm-hmm. not in a way of having players but in a way of having workers in sport because uh, when COVID struck, a lot of them left for other uh, opportunities, and uh, that's kind of a choke point. But we're working really hard on developing that, and uh, we created a Red Star B team. The B team here in Serbia is a good, uh, I think it's in England like that too. Um, it's for beginners, mm-hmm. for the players who are not ready for the first team, and for the veterans who are uh, slowing down their career. And of course, the juniors who are getting tougher, toughened by playing in senior division, but on a lower level, like in second division, and that uh, that really helps us. And um, yes, goal is definitely to expand the number of clubs, and um, also the quantity will develop a quality. Yeah, you, you share your name with a famous uh, football club. Are they supportive of, of, of the rugby league club? Yes, we are uh, part of Red Star Sporting Society. Red Star Sport, Sporting Society is the biggest uh, sporting society here in the Balkans. It has around uh, 20, 28 or 30 clubs of, of different sports. Football club is definitely supporting the sporting society as a whole concept. They've even shared the, the location here in Belgrade, so where, where is the football field. There is also a sporting society building and uh, Zvezda TV, which is the television of the football club, who is now which is now open for all the sports for uh, to broadcast games and to discuss go on shows. They have they have a marketing department uh, creating a newsletter. It uh, it looks like this. It's called Zvezdina Revia, and uh, in in that sense, they are supportive. Uh, we're now working on uh, moving our office buildings to the sporting society building to have everything in one place. Uh, the new secretary general of Sporting Society, Zoran Avramovic, is working really hard on enhancing the cooperation between the clubs in, in Sporting Society, and we fully support that. Have you seen a crossover of fans from the football club to come and watch rugby? Uh, well, Red Star is a really big brand, mm-hmm. and there is there are players who there there are fans who love uh, Red Star as a concept, and even they they don't know the rules of rugby or they're not interested in that. When there is some big win or some big event, they are they always follow it, uh, and uh, we we actually seen the. A lot of our fans on Facebook is uh, are people who generally like Red Star. Is the sport growing in Serbia? The sport of rugby league. Uh, the sport of rugby league. Um, it, it is. It, it actually. Let's go like this. I think that the best example is the Balkan Super League as a competition, uh-huh. because that competition had uh, clubs from eight countries in 2019 before COVID. So what we actually had is Italy, Bosnia, Montenegro, Albania, Bulgaria, Greece, and Turkey, eight countries. Mm-hmm. And then in in the COVID, immediately after COVID, there were there was only three clubs from two countries. And now we are having uh, this season of Balkan Super League had clubs from uh, Turkey, Greece, Serbia, Albania, 
Montenegro and Bulgaria. So it's not really it's it's not really back where it was be, uh, before COVID, but it's growing. How would you like the the European club competition to grow? Me myself personally, uh, I ran for uh, European uh, Rugby League Federation Board of Directors uh, on a platform uh, that the, uh, the game needs to develop uh, in the mainland Europe. Uh, sadly, our sport is much generally played in the northern England and a bit a couple of clubs in France. And that's something uh, that I, I personally really believe uh, that would uh, that would change. Uh, I didn't w- win those elections. Uh, Guro won uh, from Turkey and he's doing a, a really good job. Shout out to him. And uh, the European cha- uh, club championship is, is something that uh, Red Star is fully supporting and working on on on, uh, on developing it because uh, when the Balkan Super League was on its highest, with uh, uh, competition ranging from Italy to Turkey, there were clubs from the rest of Europe who were interested in participating, although they were not from the Balkans. But uh, the financial and logistical nightmare was to organize that. And I think that the idea of European club competition should come, uh, should be supported from the from the UK. And I think that uh, there is uh, there is market for that, and I think it could be really interesting, and it it would benefit all the parties. Yeah, for the sport to grow, we all need to work together to promote the product, and and that hopefully people will start realizing that it's not all about the big clubs it's about everybody i agree with that because what people uh, seem to miss is that um, tough games uh, develop interest in fans red star had the wins of one 100 points difference in in balkan super league mm. and it's not something people would watch with interest we need uh, small clubs tough uh, tough opponents on the field on a similar level and that's something uh, that uh, that can get can generate interest because as as Red Star can win against some club in Balkan Super League by 60 50 points difference uh, we could also lose by, by by some club from Super League by 80 points difference it's not something that would be interested for interesting for fans and uh, yes uh, we have a lot of fans in uh, in in uh, UK they have much more uh, they have they're conscious about the development and the potential of of mainland Europe in rugby league. So, how do you think you close the gap between sort of English Super League and what you're sort of playing now? Because obviously, like you said, you're at, you're at different sort of stages of development in, in rugby league, aren't we? So, how do you manage to close the gap? Do you think that's actually a good question? The thing is that uh, method there is different methodology. One is that uh, clubs in uh, mainland Europe, for example, Red Star, uh, bring in 10 players from Australia and England mm. and then straight up go and compete in uh, Challenge Cup and Super League or, or, or French competition. I don't think that that is really a good way of, pro- of progression. The good thing is that uh, the small clubs start competing against uh, uh, smaller clubs in mainland Europe, start competing against each other. Uh, so creating, uh, uh, expanding the format of Balkan Super League to uh, to include all, all the rugby league clubs that want to participate is something where we can start from. There is a good practice here in, in the Balkans that uh, clubs try to bring one or two foreign players because know-how is a bit one of the problems really uh, at these stages, uh, at these areas, because when play, players and clubs reach some level of, of play, 
uh, they need uh, experts from abroad to help them develop the, their, their game. We had Eddie Pettiborn and Phil Economides here in Red Star. Brad Davidson was also coaching the uh, Red Star and the national team. There were a couple of uh, foreign players in Lokomotiv Sofia and uh, that that level of uh, develop. I think that can that can bring uh, uh, that can increase the level of game here in Serbia. I played. Um, it's not it's not really generally rugby league, but it was a beach rugby beach rugby league uh, tournament in Istanbul uh, for a couple of years, and uh, we can see there that there are clubs who are interested in in, in playing. Also, uh, there are countries that have um, uh, like Turkey that have a, have a have a huge potential. They need to to work on uh, massing their sport, and I think that's through European club competition uh, and through importing, so to say, experts, rugby league experts. Uh, they, uh, it can uh, it can close the gap. But uh, what I saw when I was in Milan, when we played uh, in Challenge Cup, I saw the rugby league community, and I I saw the children up from age of seven playing. Uh, getting uh, intro- introduced to rugby league and training and playing uh, and uh, it's something we don't have here in Serbia uh, because at that level be- and uh, we can say that the players start a bit late their rugby league careers in in Serbia but that doesn't mean anything I can I always use an example of uh, Vladica Nikolic who is now playing in France he started playing uh, rugby league Really late. I think he was 18 years old when he touched the rugby league ball for the first time in his life, and he's now having a really good career in France. Mm. You talk about experts sort of coming in from abroad. Uh, our reserve team coach Stuart Wilkinson that was the head coach of of Serbia at one point. Um, he he talks about the Serbian national uh, team being good and obviously lots of talent to to, to look forward to. Uh, yes, I had a pleasure of meeting uh, him in person. We were co-commentating the game of a national team game in uh, Montenegro, in Tivat, where under-21 Serbia team play, uh, played against national team of Montenegro. He, he, yeah, actually, this is a funny, a funny story. What actually happened is uh, an, on one Serbian possession, he said, like, uh, this is the, the... He just uh, closed the microphone and told me in person, this now we're going to have a try. For Serbia here, and because I was live, I couldn't say you want to bet it, but he would want that bet because uh, Serbia scored. There is potential here in Serbia, definitely, and um, I would maybe I would compare it to the NBA. Like here in Serbia, people say that uh, only when players go to NBA they start reaching their peak potential, and but if they stayed here, that wouldn't happen. I think that. Uh, uh, some of uh, some of our players, especially ju- juniors, sh- uh, should come to England to learn a bit, train with clubs there, and uh, bring that knowledge back or stay there at that level. Yep. So the World Cup is being currently held in England. Have you have you watched it, and what do you think so far? Oh yeah, we watched several games live, and because of the job, sometimes I need to watch a bit later. Uh, well, definitely, we'll, I mean, it's uh, it's it's a big uh, it's the biggest rugby league event in the world, and I'm a bit sad to say that Serbia was not there, but. Mm. Um, 
<clears throat> from Malka region, we have a Greece, uh, Greek team, Greek side who performed, for my opinion, really good. Congratulate! I would like to use this opportunity to congratulate uh, George Telianos on, on, on a good job of his uh, of his rugby league federation to uh, to take their team to to World Cup. Uh, my favorite is definitely Australia, the way they play, and uh, when you when you watch them, it's it's like symphony. Uh, I'm sorry to. Uh, I'm a bit sorry about England. I was I was hoping for Australia England finals, but uh, we'll see what will happen. Uh, regarding the the general the level of play, I will just say something. The couple of our players noticed uh, when when they were watching uh, Scotland, they were like, and uh, that side that appeared on uh, World Cup defeated Serbia by uh, by sixty points, I think, or something or something like that. But actually, Serbia will play in European Championship A next season with against England, Scotland, the, the best clubs in uh, the best the best um, uh, sides in, in Europe, and. It, it will actually be a good test of what we discussed on how to bring the levels of the game in the mainland Europe and in the in the in the UK. Uh, it will be a it will be a really good test, and I know that the Serbia national team is preparing hard for that. On the other side, I would like to mention one thing that I'm not sure how viewers in England are uh, are aware of that. National teams uh, generally, uh, when we are playing here around Europe, are consist of the players that are playing in the national championship and around Europe. But the rules of uh, national creating a national team basically allows you to bring people who have some descent of some country. And what this is my personal take uh, and. Uh, something I think that is really counterproductive to our sport is bringing 15 players from Australia who have never been to Europe to play for a national team because that's, that's the way how you hamper your development development of your national team uh, from the player and your league in general. And it's something that uh, brings the managerial work of, of, of federation to create uh, the opportunity. Uh, there are a lot of players of Serbian descent in, uh, in Australia, Trbovic brothers, for example, Personally, I, I know that the, the Serbian side would have much more success. They would probably be on a World Cup and playing semi-competitive games if they could bring all the players of Serbian heritage to the national team. But I, I don't think it's something uh, uh, that will help because I know that uh, I, I, I'm long. I'm in rugby league for more than 10 years and I can say that players train better and compete for their club better when they know that they're in consideration for uh, for a national team and uh, it's something to pay attention because it's um, what happened to Serbian side uh, when we were playing like uh, against Greece or Italy which are somewhere close to our rank when they're when they're playing from the their players who are playing in their national championship and around Europe we win in a landslide but for example, when we play, when they bring their side from Australian heritage players uh, who play in Australians in uh, NRL, we uh, we lose in a landslide, mm. and um, that's that's a thing that's kind of uh, can confuse fans from England when uh, when they're watching when they're watching national team games. And, but in 2010-23, we're gonna play. Uh, we're gonna play against uh, England, and we will see what will what will happen. 
happened there. I also forgot to mention when you asked me about the plans uh, going forward for Serbia, for Red Star, we as a players really discussed that we would like to play a game uh, again against uh, a side from England or UK because it's really uh, it really motivates us to train better and to compete. We played against uh, Lionhearts, uh, we play, uh, played against New York's week All Blacks, and actually that w- victory we had at our home field at Adacigalnia against uh, New York's week All Blacks is actually the first victory of the Serbian side against the England side in uh, rugby league history here in, in, in the Balkans. Yeah. Well, being English, we're used to to failure and being upset. So you never know. <laughs> you never know. But it's it's it's. I think it's a real shame that Italy, you know, bring these players in, and that sort of stops you developing because obviously you want to be playing against people who have sort of similar qualities and similar ability, don't you? But is is there any hope for like the Serbian national team to be able to to go and possibly get sort of Serbian? Serbians who play rugby league abroad and bring them back constantly so they can sort of improve the the national game. They are working on that, but the insurances and costs of that are massive. And there is always a discussion here in Serbia, should the Serbian Rugby League Federation pumps buttload of money? Into uh, into the uh, into the bringing those players here only for that one occasion, mm-hmm. or to uh, invest that money in, in developing clubs here in Serbia. We mentioned Greece, like uh, congrats, really congratulations to Greece on going to World Cup and playing there. But in 2019, when there was champion Red Star had uh, the the draw in Balkan Super League to play both against. Uh, champions of Greece and one vice champions of Greece and the both victory was won by Red Star in a landslide I think 50 or 60 points difference and uh, when a Serbian national team plays against the Greek rugby league team from their players around here it's a landslide win as um, I'm to be honest I'm not sure what what's the best uh, option because uh, participating in a major competition like the World Cup always generates generates more interest but i think i'm leaning closer to the option to invest those funds in uh, uh, in rugby league here in serbia bring a foreign coach uh, create conditions for the players here to develop put that uh, uh, limit of uh, players entering rugby league uh, from uh, like 15 16 which is optimal age of of uh, majority of the players for joining rugby league here in serbia put it down to under 10 have under nines, have under under twelves as as the selections, and I think that uh, the voice is heard in Serbian Rugby League Federation, especially the under sixteens. Call it cadets as a yeah. selection. I'm not sure if it's maybe Academy. under nineteens. It's yeah, something yeah. like that. Under between sixteen and nineteen yeah. uh, is is the age where Red Star had like uh, two teams, but the other clubs they actually didn't have them. Right. So that that also creates those players are getting fed up of playing against the same guys and they uh, they they lose interest in rugby league. I think uh, of course the funds are limited here in Serbia, but if I was uh, having a decision making power, I would definitely I would definitely focus on that and work from there, which is actually good because our our federation invested a lot of money last season in uh, uh, under under twenty ones. Uh, they played the Balkan tour, playing against senior selection of uh, Bulgaria, Albania, Montenegro, and Bosnia, winning all the matches. And it's definitely a good uh, a, a good way to uh, to develop it. Yep. The next World Cup is in France. Are you confident 
to qualify? Well, uh, it, de- uh, it, it depends. If Serbian Rugby League Federation manages to, to bring uh, Serbian heritage players, uh, I think we have a really good chance not only to compete but to perform well. In case uh, our Serbian Rugby League Federation fails to do that, if we, if, if that Serbian uh, Rugby League players from Serbia, Balkans, and uh, uh, France and England, I think our even if we even if uh, Serbian national team uh, qualifies, I don't think they they can make uh, some critical success. Who are the star players from Red Star Belgrade? We should be looking out for. Well, uh, our captain and. Um, our captain and uh, assistant coach Vojslav Dedic is definitely someone to pay attention. Mm-hmm. I can say that he's the best rugby league player in the Balkans, hands down. Also, Rajko Trifunovic is someone who, who is playing really well. Uh, he lost like 15, pound, uh, 15 kilograms. Yeah, I'm not sure how much is that in pounds. Uh, this season, so now he's fast and full of energy, and he was definitely. I think I said that after we won, we lost the cup finals this year. Uh, he got a really nasty uh, hit uh, uh, to the to, to the head. He was he had a concussion, and the doctors didn't clear him to come back on the field. And we we lost by two points. And I think that uh, if he played, he would be the the, the guy who made the difference. But uh, yes, pay, pay attention on those two guys. From up and coming, we'll have next season. Two players will, two, two junior players will start playing for the uh, for the first team, and I think that that Luka Trifunovic and Mihailo Markovic are someone who should you pay attention from the from the new coming of age of Red Star. How did your link up with Salford happen? Well, to be honest, we. Uh, we develop our network in rugby league. Uh, our general manager, Colin Klebeg, uh, who is, is doing so much for uh, for Red Star, and uh, he organized that deal with uh, with Salford. I, uh, it's uh, it's I think it's a good symbiosis because both clubs can benefit from this cooperation. We understood that uh, Salford already had a, a good deal in Ghana, and they want to make uh, ensure they're present in every. Uh, in uh, everywhere there, where the rugby league is played, Red Star is a global brand. Yes, uh, so I think that common in, uh, mutual interest uh, guide us. Uh, but also, uh, we what we appreciate at Red Star is a willingness to spread rugby league uh, uh, as a game and promote it everywhere. And we will always be a part of that. Yeah, it's very, it's very exciting. Obviously, we're celebrating our hundred hundred fiftieth year. Uh, this 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 year, and obviously, you being Red Star, sort of Belgrade being a a big uh, European sporting sort of name. It's great that both clubs have got this sort of link up now to to, to help both grow. Yes, uh, I agree with that. Also, the Red Star has a lot of fans. It's something that one of the players noticed uh, when when the our cooperation was announced. A lot of uh, Red Star fans from the UK. Kind of uh, started following Salford and uh, uh, approving of the deal, and uh, the lot of Salford fans uh, followed Red Star and uh, started taking in taking interest in in what's going on here in Serbia. Yeah, what are your ambitions uh, for, for the future? Um, you know, moving forward, we mentioned the European club competition. Uh, our ambitions as, as a club is definitely to work on that front. Um, our uh, regarding uh, plans in Serbia, our club has a really strong uh, element of community where we are trying to build that. A uh, lot of players are semi-professional. They work as uh, as their what their call is with the 
companies that uh, are connected to Red Star mainly, and I would use this opportunity to mention uh, Marina and uh, Colin Clayweg uh, in the in the companies where did which are owned by them, where they develop them. Uh, well, it's because in Serbia when you are semi-professional and you work somewhere else, it's really hard to make all the trainings and uh, and and games. And I, when I was a player, when I started playing for Red Star, we had problems like where our best players cannot come on a game right. <laughs> because of job. Yes, but uh, we plan on develop further develop on that front and to uh, expand our academy uh, to include more players because that's the only way how we can develop uh, as a club. Stating the competition in Serbia, we, uh, there are four major trophies in Serbia: Serbian Super Cup, Serbian Cup, Balkan Super League, and uh, Serbian Championship. The the last two are definitely the most important ones. Uh, to win, and we plan to defend our titles in both competitions. As Voya Dedic would mention, always be better than you were last season. Each, every one of us, of us, of our players, individually, and we as a club in general, we will continue development of our second team, and that, that's pretty much it. Yeah, both clubs have embraced the power of blockchain. It sounds like the both clubs want to use sort of technology to 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 invest it and to grow more. The best uh, way to stay competitive uh, in rugby league is to uh, always improve and always innovate. Uh, blockchain and the good cooperation Redstar had with Blocksport is uh, something that uh, is giving us the edge and something, especially in the fan token department, is something that keeps our fans uh, engaged to what's going on in our club. We have our own club, club app. We were the first rugby league club to get an app, actually. Uh, and uh, spearheading the uh, spearheading the advance on that front is uh, something where we always uh, try to lead by example. I think that the fans loved it. The, the the whole tranche of the 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 whole first tranche of Red Star token were uh, were sold out, and uh, we are now we also have a have an NFTs. And I think that it's a good uh, it's a good way to develop to, to, to generally to keep fans engaged. Yeah. And obviously another kind of income for the club to allow it to grow, which is which is what both clubs need to go to that next level, don't they? Exactly. Generally, Serbia is not a rich country. No. It's really fine to, uh, for hard to find sponsors here in Serbia. We have luck that we started development of our marketing way back and that uh, we have a lot of our friends abroad. Mm. Uh, and uh, that ki- kind of gives us a bit of uh, uh, breathing space compared to the other clubs in Serbia and uh, we have a lot of fans in the UK, we have fans in uh, Australia. Adding one more revenue stream to the club's income list is something that uh, really helps fund all the expenses the club has. Yeah, and it's engagement with everybody so it helps everything if you you can, so we can both sort of grow this because uh, sport is is not just sport; it's business as well. So you need to be able to to mix both sport and business to become successful. Yes, sport is an industry branch, and it's considering around two uh, percent uh, of uh, global GDP, mm. and it's uh, continue rising in continuity. It's rising. The thing is that uh, even in rugby league as a sport. Uh, is uh, when you, even if when you're not competing on the field, when you're competing off the field, uh, that that propel you forward. As I mentioned, we even compete for the kids' attention, for them to come and uh, train rugby league 
and that actually is one of the uh, of unexpected gains through the uh, NFTs and the cryptocurrency engagement of Red Star is that that's something that the kids are interested in and maybe they'll pick a red, uh, pick a rugby league instead of uh, basketball, which is a national sport here in Serbia, only because they can be, uh, uh, we, we are engaged in that cryptocurrency market. Yeah, because the youth are the future, aren't they? If you can grab their attention and, and bring them into rugby league, then the, then the sport will, will grow. I'll tell you what will grab people's attention, the new shirts that have come out, the joint shirts between Salford and, and Red Star, very, very nice. Hopefully be purchasing some soon. Yes, uh, I actually didn't manage to purchase one uh, because I was uh, continue being, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow. But definitely as soon as this uh, interview is over, I'll do it again because I'll forget it. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, but the thing is, uh, that joint, uh, joint shirt is a good opportunity. There is a Serbian version and there is an English version. Mm -hmm. And it's a, good, it's a good promotion of the cooperation of our clubs. And uh, a lot of, uh, like one of the big uh, Red Star uh, football fan group is called Red Devils. And uh, our, the, the connection of our clubs, uh, the, especially the color palette of our club's jerseys is really similar. I would definitely, I mean, I would definitely buy one uh, because uh, supporting the idea of cooperation of two clubs is, is massive. Mm. I'll be honest with you. I like yours better. Well, get one. <laughs> I'm going to. <laughs> I'm going to send you a link. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. The thing is, uh, the, the, the funny thing is that the lot of uh, the, uh, the merchandise as a concept uh, is um, we are actually now looking for a new merchandise uh, producer. We're in a, in a way of development of um, of our new club jersey, and it's a cool thing that you can actually listen to uh, what, what, you, what we talked about, the club tokens and um, uh, and the app is that you actually can get the feedback from your engaged fans, which type of jersey would they prefer. Because data is important. If you can engage with your fans, the fans will then tell you what you want and you can mould your business plan to that. Exactly. Which is helps both, both everybody helps the fans because they'll get what they want. The best way to be successful in the sports business is to uh, answer the needs of your fans mm -hmm. because they're, after all, they're everything uh, we have because uh, developing that uh, developing that fan base is is a golden rule for us. I mean, we, we, we are working hard on it and we always respect the voice of our fans and uh, we, we, always, we, we receive a lot of messages on our social media from fans regarding different questions and we always try to have a personal connection with them and to answer all of their questions and ideas one of the funniest this is also a funny story the fan support when we, because when we are used to winning uh, uh, games doesn't mean that much i mean fan support is always important but when we lost the game uh, against partisan in the cup finals a lot of fans were like never mind you're gonna get up and uh, that support really uh, really cheered uh, our players uh, because Basically, on a training session, we said, come on, guys, look at how many people are answering to us and saying that we got this. Because it was Cup Finals. And then one week later, uh, or two weeks later, it was the uh, the Championship Finals. And we won the, we lost the first one, and we won the second one in a landslide. And fan support is something that, uh, that, that uh, helped us uh, get back on the horse. And, of course... Uh, uh, that's a two-way street. Uh, they were with us when we when we were not at our best. So they, we were with them after when they were celebrating.
Yeah, before you, you talked about having other teams, uh, we have a ladies' side and a, a physical disability side and a reserve team as well. Do, do you have similar with, with Red Star? Yes, we uh, we developed uh, the female side. It was, I think, 2019, before COVID. And our girls uh, even played with the clubs from Greece and uh, uh, and Turkey. And it, it, it's, it's a good thing, actually, to have a female side for the club energy, for the supports, uh, and uh, for the attendance and training sessions. All of the trainings are separated. It's one after the other, so that they are socializing. And that's actually a good thing. I would... I would Specifically mentioned uh, success our our beach uh, uh, our uh, ladies side had in uh, beach tournament in Istanbul. They were competing uh, for a three years straight, and they they are close. Uh, they were like uh, third spot, fourth spot, and uh, it's de- they're definitely uh, competitive in that regard. Uh, of course, our best player is Yeta Stoilkovic. She's the captain, and she was actually the MVP of the last tournament. Uh, oh, sorry, last year, not this year, mm-hmm. in, in in Turkey beach rugby. Uh, they are working hard on uh, making, uh, uh, getting their tickets for the um, World Cup in France, the next World Cup in France, and I think we'll we'll see them over there. You sound like you're a club that wins a lot. <laughs> well. Um... Yes and uh, yes and no. As I mentioned, we we were reformed in 2006, yeah. and our first trophy came. I think it was 2014 or or 15. Uh, uh, we we we, tr- we work on uh, uh, on our victories, of course, but uh, our main focus is in development of our sport in general. As uh, the best way to to destroy a competition is start playing against the same clubs, and there is no new energy, so people definitely lose interest and i i understand our fans who are saying like we keep you uh, we keep watching you playing against the same four five clubs and they want diversity when there is some ball the the this actually uh, uh in it was in february the balkan super league finals in montenegro it was a huge attendance and a big national tv was broadcasting the uh, the, the game and it, it, it's something when you have uh, when you have different clubs playing it, get, it generates much more interest in yeah it's been an, an honor and a pleasure speaking to you uh, nenad uh, good luck uh, in this season. Obviously, it's pre-season now. We're looking forward to 2023. Uh, yes, we are looking. Uh, now we have a break. There are no training sessions. Uh, players deserve it. And we'll be back to training um, uh, end of January, uh, beginning of February. And our first game is expected to be mid-February. It will be a Super Cup because Partizan has, has won the Serbian Cup and we have won the Serbian uh, Championship. So we will clash uh, as a season opener at the beginning of 2023. Brilliant. Big thanks for joining us and and we'll speak again soon. Uh, Thank you again for having me. Uh, I would uh, ask our fans uh, to go and uh, check our social media of our our clubs, follow us for more information, Uh, check out the new jersey that that, uh, joint jersey that's been launched for with Salford and uh, of course I would like to use this opportunity uh, to thank once again uh, to the management of Salford Red Devils. I think that uh, this cooperation will generate new rugby fans, uh, new Red Star fans in you can, new uh, rugby, uh, new Salford fans here in Serbia. Big thanks for tuning to this pop-up podcast from The Devil in the Detail. I'm Bill Paxson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail, SRD. You can find us on Twitter at DITDSRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Radio Contact, Spotify, 
and YouTube. See you soon.